0: Breaking news, the Carolina Hurricanes have extended Dylan Coghlan to a one-year deal worth uh, $850,000. Uh, he's a defenseman for the Carolina Hurricanes, uh, played in 17 games for them last season. So this basically just means that they're just keeping a guy that they like and trust around.
1: Yeah, the trust is a big factor when it comes to the Carolina Hurricanes. They see something at Coghlan. Coghlan, you know, also – to to his you know to his credit and honestly just kind of how he is he's got young legs you know he's 25 years old yeah. so for a guy who's played professionally in the in the National Hockey League who's been up with the big clubs you know not just with the Canes but when he was traded here from the Vegas Golden Knights uh, in the last off season you know he has some veteran experience and obviously something that Rod Brindamore and certainly uh, Don Waddell Feel that he still has, a, you know, has a future with this team. He's six two as well, which you know you can't teach height, right? Yeah. Especially when it comes you know, to the NHL and certainly in the NBA as well. So it's it's a valuable piece. It's insurance, and certainly they see something in him. But hey, if you were uh, going to buy a D- Dylan Coghlan jersey, uh, you- you're safe to do so.
0: <laughs> or if you already bought one, or if you already bought one, guess you can what? Still keep it.
1: You got some time. You got right. some time.
0: I'm Chris Lee. That is Paul I uh Graham Hill joining us. Uh, right now uh, as the producer of the show doing a great job let's talk about this our four of a kind okay so uh yesterday uh rick not rick rubin michael
1: rubin rick rubin <laughs> thinking wow. of thinking of music it'd be right a now. different kind of party. well no actually you know it'd probably be the same kind of probably, party probably would be yeah <laughs> probably so would just be. say rick then it's fine either way michael rubin
0: uh who is a, a billionaire he's also a co-owner of the 76ers uh he uh, owned a lot of like E-commerce stores is kind of how he made a lot of his money. Yep. And you always, if you follow him, I follow him on Instagram. Okay. Just because he's always with a bunch of different celebrities. And it's different types of celebrities. And it's just weird to see the different people he's, he's friends with. And so now he throws this big all-white party. Everybody's wearing all-white. It's beautiful. It's in the Hamptons. It's in New York. And it's the most interesting mix of celebrities that I've ever seen in my life. You got Tom Brady. Tom Brady and You got little baby, you got Ben Affleck, yep, and you got Tiffany Haddish. Like, there's so many different types of people who are that. Like, what? How do all these people get together in the same group? You
1: just don't expect it. How do you run with? You run with all these people, or do you in- extend the invitations and go, "Hey, we're doing a big white party, and who wants to come?" Oh, Beyonce. Okay, right. Oh, yeah, Jay Z. Jay sure. Z was yeah, there. Yeah, Kim Kardashian. Okay.
0: Okay, fine. Lori Harvey was there. I mean, it's just... Yeah, Bieber's wife. Bieber was there. I yeah. saw, I saw, uh, it's, it was a very interesting mix. So, anyway,
1: we're getting, we're getting off track.
0: Uh, that, that made us think <laughs> of, of a way to go about the today's four of a kind. Paul, me and you are vibe creators. We're okay. creating a vibe.
1: Got you. Okay. If
0: we're going to create a vibe and we're going to invite four sports teams, who we invite to a party, and I'll start off. Okay. You can't have a party without people who are ready to party every single time they perform. That is the Savannah Bananas. If you're, un- <laughs> if you're not familiar with them, it's a, it's a minor league team. They've already just kind of broken off and done their own thing now. Yeah. Uh, they're going to have a game here in Durham at some point over the summer, the Savannah Bananas over at the DBAP. Uh, very fun uh, brand of baseball. They will twerk in the middle of a baseball game and mm-hmm. uh, have all kinds of fun. Uh, Savannah Bananas are number one on my list to invite to a party.
1: All right, number one on my list would be Team USA Swimming. The Team USA Swim Team. So if you might remember back in 2012, if you throw, do a little callback, speaking of callback, they did Call Me Maybe, that that big YouTube okay. video on the airplane. Okay. Then they showed up on car- carpool karaoke four years later. Okay. So you know the Olympic Swim Team for Team USA, they are down to have some fun, clearly. I mean, mostly, unfortunately, they're going to hog the karaoke machines, apparently, <laughs> if you happen to have that. But uh, they will certainly be the ones who will be leading the sing-alongs and all the fun. And besides, they're all pretty good-looking people. And I'm not saying that looks make the party, but I'm saying in their case, you know, looks make the party. And if
0: it's a pool party, oh. You, you have to have looks. I mean, yeah.
1: come on. I'm just saying, the the pool party with the USA swim team, done. And there, there are there are men and women out there listening to us right now going, I'm so good. <laughs>
0: Number two on my list, uh, the entire WWE SmackDown roster. What? The reason why what? I say that. The food bill would be off the charts. <laughs> and the alcohol bill. Bill. Okay. Uh, if you've ever heard any of the stories about pro wrestlers at bars, on airplanes, uh, wherever that they may be, uh, you know, pro wrestlers can, one, party, two, uh, make you leave with a great, great time, three, also make you leave with a little bit of headache. You left with a little bit of a headache. That means you've had a very fun time. Plus, you talked about the aesthetics. Got a nice, a lot of nice-looking, aesthetically pleasing people. You got Roman Reigns. You got Bianca I'm Belair. Right, the
1: tribal chief would be there.
0: Yeah, you got, a, you got Bobby Lashley. You got a lot of nice-looking so, people so. who are going to be there <laughs> and guys that can just absolutely pound beer after beer
1: after beer. So would Roman Reigns, as he came to your party, would he leave if you didn't acknowledge him? Probably would. I
0: think. I think the the, the appropriate thing is to uh, set it up to where when Roman Reigns comes in, we stop everything, we play his music, and we all put ones in the air. We acknowledge it. Right.
1: Okay. Fair. All right. My number two uh, sports team I would invite to a party. Again, we're talking about people that are ready to go. Although they would probably leave quite the mess, but they'd have a good time doing it. The Harlem Globetrotters. I'm with that. Harlem Globetrotters come rolling up. You know they'd be down for a good time. It might be a lot of pranking, unfortunately, with some of that good time. But the Harlem Globetrotters, young, youthful. I mean, they could invite some of the old school back, too. So you'd like have people. You always have to have that one person at the party that would sit in the corner and like tell stories. Guaranteed there'd be someone on the Harlem Globetrotters who would be able to hold court like that. That would be amazing.
0: I could just see, like me, I feel like they'll be like, hey, Chris, you know, go for this shot. And as I'm going for the shot, somebody comes up from behind and pantses me <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> You're great. And then yeah. that's going to be embarrassing for me and blah, 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 blah. Uh, the third, I would say the NC Courage. Soccer stars, women's soccer stars oh, okay. are fun. If you've ever seen where players, like, will score a goal, they'll start twerking afterwards. That's like the new thing in the NWSL right. where they do that. And um, – Also, just they they know how to have fun. I went to the TST, the soccer tournament, um, a couple weeks ago when it was here in Raleigh. And NC Courage, they were there just hanging out as a group. And it just looked like it was a lot of fun. I said to myself then, I would like to hang out with them. Kaylee Kurtz, Brianna Pinto, all of them. uh, Sounds like it will be fun. That's number three on my list.
1: Okay, fair, fair. I got you. I'm also going with that soccer vibe here in with uh, with women's soccer as well, but I, I'm choosing them for a little bit different reason. I'm going with Angel City FC, uh, and not not just because I want to one up the courage, but the club ownership I would assume would want to come along for the party ride with Angel City FC, which includes luminaries like Natalie Portman. Yes, um, you could have uh, you could have uh, Haley Bieber stop by. So I mean, you already know she's an A-lister. Yes, uh, Christina Aguilera. Okay. Would come by. Okay. Billie Jean King, Jessica Chastain. Uh, you would have. Uh, you you get Gabrielle Union, so you know Dwayne's coming oh, too. Oh yeah, that'd so, be great. Jennifer Garner, Mia Hamm. So I even yeah. I even bring in some locals. So That's Angel awesome. City FC.
0: Uh, my last one would be the Las Vegas Aces. The Aces. Um, if you saw Asia Wilson and her and how she was just so elated of their WNBA championship last year, how drunk she was <laughs> <laughs> at the at the post-game press conference, how drunk she was at the celebration in Las Vegas, and then also just the fun that she has on the bench with Sydney Colson. You got Chelsea Gray there, Candace Parker, Kelsey Plum. Those are all very fun uh, players. That s- They seem like they're fun off the court. They're fun to watch as well. Bring the Las Vegas aces. We need a bunch of tall women in the party. It, it, it works. That's a good. I think it works. That's
1: a very good pick. Asia's very cool. Uh, having having spent some time with her on the radio back in Las Vegas when I was out there with, with the Aces, uh, she's she
0: seems like she's the cool. exact person that she, she is. presents. She with is. She's very. Yeah.
1: She she is the same person. And Kelsey Plum, you know, would bring a, a whole box of cigars for everybody. <laughs> really. So if you do, that, okay. oh, She's a yeah. She loves a good stogie. OK, uh, she'll be in
0: the corner with Michael Jordan, you know, and hopefully right. Michael Jordan comes along. Hey, hold court.
1: That's all it is. All right. My last one is a callback uh, to 2021 based on that same kind of vibe where people are having a good time and uh, having a few pops. The 2021 Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Super Bowl champions, because, mm. you know, they love a good boat party. They do. So if we have a boat party and Tom Brady shows up. He's going to bring the good stuff. Gronk's there, too. And, you know, Gronk, I just leave it right there.
0: Gronk is definitely a partier. Tom Brady seems like he's very underrated as the as an oh absolutely as partier.
1: Absolutely, uh, it feels like
0: if you're around Tom Brady at a party and he's drinking, you're gonna have a great time. All right, that is our four of a kind uh, four sports teams we would invite to a party. Just to recap for me, uh,
1: Savannah Bananas, WWE SmackDown roster, NC Courage and Las Vegas Aces. Paul, you said Team USA swimming, the Harlem Globetrotters, Angel City FC, and the 2021 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Chris Lee, Paul I,
0: Hander, we are the ones, right here on 99.9 The Fan, being joined by our wise man, Graham Hill, who's the producer of the show. Uh, Graham, very good song choice right here, but there's another great song choice to come up. Let's hit it and quit it. Okay, let's go through a bunch of things that are happening in the world of sports, but Let's not spend too much time on everything. Uh, The Athletic had a fan survey of Carolina Panthers fans, and it was very uh, extensive. It was maybe 23 questions. uh, How the fans feel about this upcoming season. Almost 700 fans, uh, Panthers fans, uh, replied to it. We felt like uh, it was a pretty good one. A lot of fans look like uh, they are uh, looking forward to the season and that the Panthers will make some strides. Uh, Here's one of the questions we didn't talk about earlier when we spoke about this. And this was one of the questions on the survey. How many yards will Bryce Young throw for this season? Um, 43% of fans put between 3,000 and basically 3,500. There are 6% of fans who thinks he's going to get 4,000 or more yards throwing this season, Paul. Uh, bring them back to earth a little bit.
1: Well, 4,000 would put him closest to Andrew Luck's record, which was 4,374 yards back in uh, in 2012. That's not happening. It's probably not because only three, oh, I'm sorry, four rookies have done it. So, I mean, it's rare air, and it's possible I would put him more in that kind of 3,000s category yes. just based on trying to... First of all, work on some rapport with some receivers, figuring out how well, and to be honest, again, he's got Miles Sanders now as his running back. So you have a legitimate all-pro standing about five yards behind you. And then he's going to run too. I'm like, Bryce Young was not just drafted because he makes good decisions with the football throwing the ball. He makes good decisions with the ball, period. Yeah. So he's going to run just as much as he's going to throw. So I'm 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 in the 3,000 maybe Category, but definitely not 4,000.
0: I'm, I'm in a 3,000 to 3,500 category as well. Um, that's where most of the fans kind of land. Uh, that seems like that's going to be the safe place to go. I could see him maybe getting over 3,500 if the machine is a little bit mo- more well oiled than what we anticipate. Uh, but Between 3,000 and 3,500, that that seems like more likely, especially, as you said, new pieces around him. This is his first year. Plus, I think we're going to see the Panthers be a little bit more run-heavy than what what a lot of people probably actually expect them to be.
1: Miles Sanders, Bryce Young. Again, Young makes good decisions with the ball. Not just passing, he can run with the football. He's an athletic gentleman. Plus, Miles Sanders. You sign Miles Sanders to run the ball. You don't go out and get him... Do not run the football you don't and still chuba Hubbard's still on this team guys he's still on this team raheem blackshear still
0: on the team and actually and we talked about this uh last week some feeling that raheem blackshear probably moving up to that number two spot over chuba hubbard so we'll we'll see what happens with that let's quit that let's hit this the nfl they're blaming all of the slippage and the Super Bowl. You remember when the Chiefs and the and the Eagles were just slipping all over the field? The Eagles even changed their cleats at halftime. Uh, they're blaming all that slipping and sliding on the player shoes. It's not there. It's not their surface of the field whatsoever. It's not them. It's not the NFL.
1: It's the player shoes. Sure. Okay. <laughs> why not? <laughs> After the fact. Why not? This is what we're talking about. Is the field from the Super Bowl? Okay. Let's run it back. Let's run it back then. OK, I mean, oh, I have an idea. We just play barefoot. Stop it. This is silly. This is silly. Like, we didn't have the right shoes. Both teams, both equipment managers couldn't figure it out. Not one guy.
0: All of the different shoes that were worn from all of the players that were on the field. Plus, the Eagles changed their cleats. Again, just want to reiterate that. The Eagles changed theirs. They were still slipping around. It can't be the cleats. NFL, you have a problem. This goes back to the deeper problem of turf versus natural grass. And I know that this one was like natural grass or whatever laid on top of a field or whatever, but, um, there is a problem in the NFL. Panthers are a part of it. A lot of players don't want to have that artificial turf that the Panthers brought in uh, a couple of seasons ago. They used to be one of those natural grass teams. And even there were complaints from the Detroit lions about how bad that surface was back on Christmas Eve when they lost to the Carolina Panthers at at uh, Bank of America Stadium. So uh, NFL, come on, let's let's be a little bit better than that. Let's quit that. Let's hit this. Would I be damned if I'm on a pirate pattern while we're doing that to them. So let's get that straight right now.
1: Our good friend, Sam Darnold, Samuel Darnold, Esquire. He is he is he, is he going to go to law school? I don't know. Maybe uh, Who knows?
0: he, <laughs> he should have. Maybe. Maybe <laughs> so. That that might be in line for him. But uh, he's also potentially in line to start for the San Francisco 49ers because they just can't seem to keep a healthy quarterback wow. over time. Uh, but he's with the 49ers uh, and he says that uh, learning the offense has been a work in progress for him. Let me read the quote. It's been a work in progress. I thought I got better throughout minicamp and just got more comfortable with the system. So I still got to study and go through the process of continuing to learn the system. Just we're basically really, repeating. We're
1: things. really talking about Sam Darnold right now on a team that moved up to draft Trey Lance after two stellar COVID college all-star games, and Brock That's Purdy, hilarious. and Brock Purdy, that is and Brock Purdy who just got engaged. Sam Darnold is the man that we are talking about leading the San Francisco 49ers depth chart. Here's the thing. Carolina Panthers, you are loving this. I I love it
0: because I think Sam Darnold has a legit chance to start this year. And, we're like, Brock Purdy had a great year last year when he came in. He did. The NFL's going to catch up to him at a certain point. They're just going to catch up to him. Uh, When he started and finished the game, Brock Purdy has not lost. That's not going to last too much longer, though. And then Trey Lance... Are you signing Sam Darnold or even thinking about Trey Lance or naming or naming uh excuse me Brock Purdy as your starter well before the season? If Trey Lance was really that guy, it looks like they've made a mistake.
1: Mitch Trubisky has had a much more lucrative career than Trey Lance.
0: At some point, it looks like Sam Darnold could be their starter and it may not be a bad thing for Sam Darnold. He might actually look pre- he looked pretty good with
1: the Panthers to close the season. Yeah. The Panthers. No I have no complaints about Sam Darnold. But if he's talking about the San Francisco 49ers and trying to learn that system, which with Kyle Shanahan's systems, they are complicated. Yes. I mean there, there's a there's a reason why that offense has the multiple layers to it. But man, you, you roll out, you roll out the Panthers, all of a sudden you're the 49ers. 49ers, if you got to throw to Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel constantly and Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle, I'm like, come on. He's already familiar with Christian. Yes, he is. So, man. Dude, learn. Just learn. Cram sessions, baby. Cram sessions. All right, let's quit that. Let's hit this. You're killing me, Petey. You're killing me. Chicago Bears GM
0: Ryan Poles has admitted to sleeping in his office. Now, last year was a tough year for them. He said he got a lot of work done, and to get that work done, he had to sometimes sleep in his office. Doesn't mean he was actually sleeping on the job while he was supposed to be working. But I wanted to ask the question. Paul, have you ever slept on the job
1: before? Yes, I have. I have slept at work before. Have I fallen asleep during a shift before? (laughs) Yes, Yes. I have fallen asleep during a shift before. So, yes, I have slept not only in my office, I have also slept behind a radio console board as well.
0: Yes. Um, yes. I used to do uh, overnight radio for a radio station in Greensboro, 12 to 6. Oof, yeah. there, there were a couple times where you fall asleep at the board, just because just it's just natural. Like, you're looking outside, there's nothing happening, nobody's calling up because everybody's asleep, and you're playing the same songs over and over and over again it could get a little boring there have also been times where at WRL, like between the six o'clock and the 10 o'clock show this mostly happens over the summer when nothing is happening and there's not a lot of change between my 10 and six o'clock not a lot to look out for so it's like huh I didn't sleep much last night what can I do there's no cot to WRL so I've literally I've literally pulled back my chair slept under my desk.
1: Oh, full George Costanza! Full George Costanza for real <laughs> at wr. Seriously,
0: and I, I hope they don't get mad at me for that. But I've i uh, i set my alarm for an hour, and I'll I'll i
1: fall asleep for an hour, and it's it's helped me out. If you're comfortable, got me fresh. If you're comfortable and there's no pushback or whatnot, I rolled in once. I was on a cross country trip, driving overnight. And it was really late. It was like one o'clock in the morning, like on a Sunday. Rolled into a rolled into a place. Uh, uh, let's just call it Circle J. Uh, and and dude was behind the dude was behind the partition just asleep and fortunately it was like a little the scanner was there i'm like scan slipping the chip card i'm like he didn't have to hit anything it was the just i just bleep, bleep, just walked, rolled on out i'm like dude go come on now
0: man of morals
1: yeah. I dude i pay for everything <laughs> dude, same here yeah
0: graham uh really quick have you fallen asleep on the job before well, considering that my brand director and program operator is sitting right the glass <laughs> for me, I'm not going to answer that question. Uh, that's fine. Uh, that's fair. Uh, let's quit that. Let's hit this. I am not a perfect man. Stephen A. Smith says uh, more ESPN layoffs are coming. He was uh, talking about this on his podcast. Of course, 20 people were laid off at uh ESPN over uh, the weekend happened on Friday names like Susie Kolber, names like Max Kellerman uh, names like Keyshawn Johnson so many different names uh, laid off and it and Stephen A. Smith believes that some more names could be coming and he's always said this he also could be a part of it do you think it's realistic that Stephen A. Smith or anybody else being paid over 10 million dollars a year is going to get laid off from ESPN
1: I'm not sure about Stephen Kolber. I mean, I mean Stephen A. Smith. I'm sorry, I got mixed up because <laughs> see, I'm just showing what Freudian you see. <laughs> I can't delete that. I can't delete the the number out of my phone. I I won't show it because I don't want people to see what's on there. But uh, I I have some of the layoff people in my phone that I that deserve a a text from me or a reassurance that I yeah. still love them and I'm thinking about them. Um, the Listen, no one's safe. Even with a contract, we've seen it in professional sports. If you have a contract, still doesn't mean you're gonna have a job tomorrow. Absolutely. Someone, someone can find a way to do whatever they're going to do. So here's the deal, folks: have the work-life balance, love your life, love your job if you love your job. And when the things happen, it, it, it's I don't. The worst phrase is "it is what it is" because it isn't. You control your own life. Here is Paul Ihander, motivational speaker. You control your own life. Make the decisions that are best for you. And your family, if you happen to have a family at the same time, or a cat. I don't care. You know, If you're a parent of a, a dog dad or a dog mom or a cat mom or whatever it is, make the best decisions for you. It's going to happen. It's unfortunate Stephen A thinks that way. I think Stephen A has a very big voice when it comes to media and what he says. I think in his case, he could be a little bit more encouraging and telling the people that, you know what, I'm with you. I'm still here this may be happening but no I will be in your corner I will have your back if this does happen I think that could have been the and then as opposed to just saying more layoffs are coming and I could be the next guy
0: you sound like Tony Robbins right now <laughs> I love
1: it hey listen if you want to pay if you want to send me five dollars, Just Venmo. Just Venmo. I've got more helpful tips for you in your life. Hey, listen, uh, I I love guys like Tony Robbins. As a matter of fact,
0: uh, at some point in my life, I would love to do what Tony Robbins is doing because I just like putting out great messages out Uh, there. Tell me about your hopes and dreams, Chris. Oh, for sure. I I can have a literally three-hour conversation about that. It's 429. We don't have time. Um, (laughs) But uh, I I agree with you, though. I I think that um, whatever ends up happening with ESPN, uh, it's just going to take us to the future. Those people who got laid off, they will find places. Some of them maybe even will find their way back to ESPN. Stephen A. Smith got fired at one point, and he found himself up back at ESPN bigger and better than ever before. So uh, people out there, keep your head up. Let's quit that. Let's hit this. According to my sources, several things are happening.
1: <laughs> That's like, apropos for the moment right like here. That. Did you know once I got him T Stephen A. Smith? Yes. That's interesting. Yeah, uh, he was in San Antonio for the San Antonio-Cleveland Finals. Okay. LeBron James rookie year. Okay. And he came to town, was doing his show, ESPN at the time. He was using one of our studios. He goes, my man, do you have any tea? (laughs) And I went around the building and got him some tea, uh, some some, uh, green tea with some honey. I was going to ask if you debated with them, Earl Grey versus green tea. I uh, did not. That was a big moment for me. Stash versus twenty. As a as a young media <laughs> professional, that was uh, that was actually a really cool moment for me.
0: Well, one cool moment will be when Victor Wembanyama actually gets on the court. Uh, the seven foot three Frenchman was supposed to get on the court Monday versus the Hornets people tune in to ESPN just to find out he wasn't playing <laughs> and that the team that invented load management, the Spurs, Yes, they did. decided to load and manage their number one overall pick. We should have seen it coming, um, but he will actually play Friday uh, in uh, the NBA Summer League versus the Hornets. Paul, I know that Summer League is just Summer League, but are it you is. at least excited to see what a seven foot three unicorn can do on the court?
1: I am not because I've seen it. I've already seen it. I've seen it on television multiple times. I've seen it in lots of draft highlights. Do I believe that he can handle his own against a Summer League Hornets team? Absolutely. He's already been playing professional basketball in France against former NBAers at the same time. But is there a curiosity factor about what he does in the structured San Antonio Spurs Greg Popovich system? Yes. So there is a small part of me that will be tuning in Friday night to watch Wemby. Play professional basketball in the United States. I'm
0: excited for it because it's going to be it's going to be different for him. Like as much as we have seen him before, we've seen him play in international rules with an international ball, that type of thing. Like there's he's going to adjust, have to adjust to the minor differences in NBA rules, uh, to the NBA ball, a little bit different size. I think it's a little bit bigger than the than the international ball, if I'm not mistaken, just to, just by a smidge. Um, just different. A different look at at his game and how it's going to be. Probably a little bit more freedom of movement as well with the NBA game. So um, we'll see what happens with that. I'm just excited to see if he's going to live up to the hype that that we that they say that he's that he's going to
1: have. Okay, so he's going to shoot a three pointer in this game. Will he make it or miss it? There's there's your bet right now. Will he make it or miss it? He's going to shoot more than one. I'm just saying his first one. He'll make it.
0: His first one? Oh, he'll miss his first one. Okay. I actually think he'll probably he'll probably look bad. On Friday, just a little rough around the edges, a little rough, okay. but once he figures it out, I think he'll be fine. All right. All right. Let's quit that. Let's hit this. He's a machine! Speaking of the NBA summer league uh, this, I think this is about, about time for this to happen. Uh, NBA referees will test out this new flopping penalty uh, during the summer league uh, as it shifts to Las Vegas. Uh, you have here's some of the rules of it. the referee will determine the flop during the flow of the play but the referees do not need to stop the play to make the call so as not to take away an advantage so they can call it at the break of the next play so for instance if you if I have the ball Paul and I'm coming down and I kind of stick my shoulder out and you flop the referees aren't going to just stop it right there if it looks like it's not an offensive foul or whatever I can shoot my shot Boom, it goes in it's smooth, and then they can say, up, oh, flopping right there, uh, Paul Ihender. So that's basically what it is. The team wow. flopped against, uh, gets a free throw and the ball out of bounds. The player who flops will be assessed a non-unsportsmanlike technical, so it does not count towards them fouling out of the game. So it sounds like with this, you can flop a lot, but you're only going to give the other team another free throw, and, possession, and you can get all the
1: technicals you want, but you won't get kicked out. And most likely a bucket, too, if it's a one-on-one <laughs> break going the other way and I don't yeah. happen to grab you around your waist to stop the flow, which is another penalty in itself. I'm okay with this as they're trying to stop flopping, but this feels like the most extreme measure they could use and that they consider flopping, like, they they want this. They want the zero tolerance policy on flopping at this point. From when this comes, when they're gonna lay this thing down is like if you flop, the other team could legitimately turn this into a seven point play. Yeah. At, yeah. Yeah. At this point, with a with a free throw, and I'm flopping against Steph Curry, who's pulling up from 30, and he's gonna shoot it anyway. Yeah. He buries it, and then the official throws up his hand and goes, "All right, he flopped. Here's your free throw. Get the ball out of bounds." Curry's going to take another 3 off a off a screen from Clay and now I've just lost 7 points. This is the zero tolerance policy. I I'm 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 good with this. I don't enjoy the flopping in the NBA, not that there's a lot of it, but it's very clear that they do not want it to be part of the game moving forward.
0: I like where they're trying to go with this. I would like to see how this is actually called during a game, right? Um I like the idea that you're not going to stop the flow of play. You're going to stop and you know, once the ball has finally kind of had a break, then you can go back and say, hey, you flopped on, on, you know, the last play. This team gets the ball and, 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 you know, they're going to have a free throw. I like that part of it. The part that I'm kind of iffy about is, are we going to have more bad calls and flopping because maybe something looks like a flop that isn't? Because that could also happen. Right there. How many times have you seen a replay of something that you saw live action? And you're like, oh, that was a flop. And you go back and look at, it like, oh no, his shoulder was squarely in his chest, and he even knocked him back.
1: Instant replay is a is a big deal. Like, this is why they're trying not to slow the game down when they're actually trying to speed it up. The, the NBA could be getting in it its own way in this aspect. Again, this is where I believe the probably zero, where I believe the zero tolerance is trying to happen, so they can actually get rid of this rule at some point. This is this is again the most extreme thing that they can roll
0: out. And uh, another thing, I, I guess, along with this, I don't like how like now they've gone back to look at uh, fouls, and you can change a foul to like an offensive foul if if a player's knee is out when they're coming up to, to do a layup or whatever. Like sometimes it, sometimes it just happens, right? Like you're not trying to foul anybody. That that's just my thing. Uh, let me get off of that. Let's quit that. Let's hit this. You have got to be kidding me. All right, the Atlanta Braves are set to have a complete split from Liberty Media. Liberty Media owns the Atlanta Braves on July 18th. Um, the Braves are supposed to be their own company just by themselves. Um, this also happened uh, recently, what was it, with the Mets um, that that happened to. Paul, what are your thoughts on on that and, I guess, them becoming their own company? It sounds like maybe they're getting ready for a sale. I don't know if the Braves are going to
1: sell... So to speak, they've got a pretty, pretty good gig in Atlanta. Let's be honest. I mean, they're practically they're oh, they're practic- not moving, but yeah, they're, practi- I'm buy saying they're practically America's team at this point. I mean, you're talking about a fairly well-run organization. They do a lot of things right. A lot of people do not complain about how Atlanta does business. Uh, When it comes to Major League Baseball, they're considered one of the highest standards. So, will this affect anybody in general? Probably not. That does bring up a good point, though. You did bring up a good point when you talk about, well, are they proposing a sale or could they spin it off? Again, if you're in the market for a baseball team, I suppose, uh, the Braves, there there could be a lot worse uh, baseball teams to be bought out there than the Atlanta Braves. I think anybody will buy that property. i I've just...
0: I think it's interesting just now, like when you see certain things kind of moving and shaking in the world of sports and uh, different companies kind of reorganizing. You have, um, you know, what was it? Your your team from Kinston? The Wood Ducks. The Wood Ducks. They're, they're getting bought out and they're going to be moved to South Carolina, right?
1: Yep. AAA affiliate moving down to Spartansburg, South Carolina.
0: And they're being bought by the same company that bought WWE, right? Yes, they have, uh, I don't know if this is the exact same company, but I know they have a little bit of like a min- minority share between the two. Got gotcha. you. I just thought it was interesting with the business of sports and different things that are happening. It is, it is a good note. All right, let's quit that. Let's hit this. How you doing? All right. Uh, this is uh, really cool. One of the reasons why women in sports deserve uh, a little bit more praise from us. Amy Olsen is going to be playing this weekend at the 2023 U.S. Women's Open while pregnant. Along with that, let's add to this, Raleigh native Amelia Miliaccio. She's also going to be playing in the U.S. Women's Open as an amateur. But she's also going to be, while she's not teeing off, she's going to be working for uh, NBC Sports, uh, doing some of uh, the analyst work on the course (laughs) After she's done teeing off, okay. So both of these women are pulling double duty this weekend at the U.S. Women's Open. What are your thoughts on this? I think this is amazing.
1: Well, first of all, is I can barely handle my own job, so let alone if I got to go out. (laughs) You're doing two jobs right right now. Like if I got to go out and play 18 after this at a competitive level. I mean, that's the thing too. It's not just, hey, I work the nine to five. You know, whatever you happen to be doing, and then afterwards I'm going to go play 18 holes. No, I'm going to do some actual work, and then I'm going to go out and try to play competitive golf so I can be mentioned among the people that I happen to be interviewing or talking about at the same time. That is crazy. Amy Olsen, who is seven months pregnant and is visibly showing, is going to swing a golf club as a professional athlete and, again, try to play at a very high level to be able to be talked about on the last day of the tournament. My
0: wife just had a baby in October, and I remember as we were getting down to that last trimester, and Amy Olsen is in her third and final trimester, my wife, who is active, who's traditionally uh, a dancer, um, and she's a very active person, likes to work out, had to scale down her workouts because it was just so tough for her being pregnant. And Amy Olsen's out of here being a professional athlete, walking a full 18 holes four days this week, while trying to tr- win this tournament, and she's uh, got a little one on the way.
1: This is where we get to brag on our wives, right? I mean, you brag on your wife, you brag on my wife. My wife, with Mar- with our first son, at seven months pregnant, walked a half marathon. That's in, amazing. In three hours and 40 minutes. That's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, listen,
0: let's give a round of applause there to women. Go. There you go,
1: ladies. Let's give it a women. round of applause to just
0: women out there. Yes. Uh, Amy Olson, also Amelia Migliaccio. Uh So if you're watching NBC Sports over the weekend – uh, you could see her teeing off. You could see her interviewing players uh, right there on the golf course. I'm Chris Lee. That is Paul Eihander. <laughs> Chris Lee along with Paul Eihander. <laughs> <laughs> Graham Hill producing for us doom, over there on doom, the ones doom, and twos. Doom, um, doom. Very interesting song. Uh, Jack Harlow was also at uh, Michael Rubin's party, the all-white event over sure in the Hamptons. Was. Sure um, was. So it was, it was a lot of uh, great people that was there. Um Speaking of great people, let's talk about great quarterbacks. So uh, CBS Sports, of course, it's summertime. This is the type of stuff we got to talk about right now, right? Because yep. there's no actual games. Um, they did quarterback rankings by tiers uh, with this, and they had a few different tiers. My, the most interesting tier to me was the tier X at the bottom, where it has Tom Brady just in case. We, he says he's <laughs> retired, but, you know, you just never know, right? Because you can't really trust him. Uh, But he's in a tier by himself in tier X. But talking about the other tiers, um, there's a tier three at the top with Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, and Josh Allen. Uh, Very interesting grouping right there. I think if I would have done a top tier, I would have just done Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow. Uh, But Josh Allen being added in here uh, by CBS Sports. What are your thoughts on that, Paul?
1: Well, I'm not crazy about Allen being up there. Uh, And, again, you're talking about subjective why are they in the big three? Pat Mahomes, I get, won a Super Bowl. Uh, Joe Burrow, AFC Championships, kind of skyrocketed straight up to the top. Josh Allen has been surrounded by talent. And talent, talent, talent. Like, correct. But still hasn't been able to make stuff happen. They they have Stephon Diggs there now. Are they making Are they still trying to make it happen? Von Miller can't stay on the page with... Can't stay on the field with the Buffalo Bills. And I like Vaughn Miller. But we're not talking about defensive performance. We're just talking about quarterback performance. So is Allen elite? Is it because he had that breakout game down in Houston where, he, where they had that, that great playoff game in Houston a, a couple of years which kind of vaulted him into the status? I'm not sure I would put him in those top three, to would, be honest. What's the difference between him and Joe Burrow in your eyes? Is it just because Joe Burrow has made it to the Super Bowl? No, Burrow because he wasn't surrounded by that great talent. Like, he wasn't. Like, Burrow literally has been running for his life since he entered the NFL. It's the well, more been, so uh, about his line, though. But right, he has but, Jamar but, Chase. And, right, but he's had to do – he's, pl- he's had to play, like, in a lot more – like, dude, and down goes Burrow again. And he's sacked again. And he's sacked again. And he's sacked again. Like, but he still managed to put up the numbers. Like, it's not because the Bengals were a bad team. Like, they're winning football games. It's yeah. that same way. Allen has had a much clearer path with the Buffalo Bills. They put talent around him. I wouldn't put t- Allen in those top three. There, I mean, based there's on, talent based around on, Joe Burrow though, right? Well, there is now, but he's still running for his life as a as, yeah, a, as a
0: quarterback. That's about the, the the line. The line is horrible, but he still had Joe Mixon, so that T Higgins still had Jamar Chase, so at Hayden Hurst, who's you know with the Panthers now, yeah, had some pretty good talent around him. Just horrible guys still, in front with, the, of him. still with the line. I'm <laughs> like he's
1: he like if he didn't have what the the quarterback the you know, three steps in the drop, and you're just getting rid of the ball. And, yeah. you know, Burrow hasn't had to throw too many deep balls, to be honest, because he's had to, you know, throw slants and slants and slants. I mean, look at – look at just go back and watch a couple of the games from the Bengals last year where he's hitting everybody over the middle constantly. Yeah. It's like yeah. 10 yards, there you are, turn. Come on, Jamar, turn. Please turn. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm going to get hit. <laughs> yeah, please not. turn. You're going to have 208 yards receiving on 22 catches.
0: That's funny. Uh, the the next tier uh, is tier number two that could join the top three next year, uh, and they have Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Trevor Lawrence, Jalen Hurts right here. Uh, it feels like Lamar Jackson is always on that. Lamar Jackson and Justin Herbert the last few years have always been in that category where they're just they're knocking. They're they're almost there, and there's something that doesn't take them over the top, and it could be basically what you're saying for. Joe Burrow, they, they maybe just don't have all the people around him, but they've shown what they could do with the people that they do have, right? <laughs> uh, it'll be interesting to see what Lamar Jackson does with this new style offense that they're trying to do for him this year to show that he can actually throw the ball. Uh, he's has shown that he is a pretty accurate quarterback, especially on the long ball, uh, a lot more than what people give him credit for. And then interesting to see Trevor Lawrence and Jalen Hurts kind of make their way uh, up into this uh, this tier as well
1: well we've seen the evolution of NFL quarterbacks right it's the older the older guard has moved out retired you know relinquished starting quarterback positions and we're seeing this new kind of younger crop of guys I mean Jackson's been around obviously he's an MVP but you know Herbert he's been you're right surrounded with talent but they play in the Kansas City Chiefs division yeah. so you're always playing for second so that's where Herbert while they we talk about the Herbert Mahomes jousting which is interesting you know the two teams when they get together you know Mahomes still has the edge because he can flash the rings and that's what it is and the Chargers will always be bereft of defense at least that's how it seems Lawrence and Hurts obviously ready to take that next step that tier 3 that's on this list when you've got Matt Stafford Russ Wilson uh, Russell Wilson Daniel Jones, Aaron Rodgers. This tier three is this weird tier of guys that... Strange. Yeah, two was on this list. So I'm like, Aaron Rodgers, again, you look at... Aaron Rodgers, I'm mentioning his name out there. It doesn't mean we all have to talk about him consistently for the next four weeks. But Rodgers, who has rings, who has been able to work with kind of his favorite guys, so to speak, but not the most talented guys. He gets the most out of what he can get out of people. Now he's with the Jets. It'll be interesting to see... Now that he may have some ballers again around him, again with some of his favorites, how would well the Jets might be able to do in that division, but of course you're going up against the big three quarterback in Buffalo, in Josh Allen.
0: So this tier they called intrigue with question marks, and I think it's, uh, it's apropos to be named that because everybody on this list, Matt, Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, Tua Tagovailoa, Justin Fields, Daniel Jones, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, there's all... That big question mark because of something from last year or the last two years. Uh, you talked about uh, Aaron Rodgers. Matthew Stafford was hurt a lot of yep, last year. He was year. hurt. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa, he was really good when he wasn't concussed. <laughs> he you know, spit in fact, like literally, like really good when he wasn't concussed. Especially with this new coaching staff uh, that's come there. Justin Fields. When he wasn't running for his life, actually that was the offense, him running for his life. Now that he has an actual wide receiver in in DJ Moore and has other people, how is he going to look this year? Uh, Daniel Jones had a really good year last year. Can he repeat that?
1: Deshaun Watson hasn't looked good since he's come back. Yeah, I don't get that. He signed that big deal, and it, there's no money being earned there whatsoever. It's like I think he feels the, albat- the albatross, and I've used that a couple of times, that the albatross of that contract that he signed. Like he's trying to live up to the expectation of that yeah, contract, and he's pressing really hard to make it happen.
0: That's probably going to go down as the worst contract ever. And, and then Russell Wilson, uh, I think Russell Wilson's definitely going to have a bounce back year. Uh, tier 4, you can win with them. <laughs> that's all it's called. You, wow. you can win with them. How it's, far you can are win you with falling
1: them. when you're on this list? Jared Goff, Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott, Geno Smith, Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins they threw for like four thousand yards last season.
0: Ryan Tannehill, Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo.
1: You can win with them. That is that is that is <laughs> that is actually a very good description. You you can you can
0: win with it. It just there, depends on how better. you say it. That's better. Yeah. It's 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 you have to say it with your voice a little bit higher. Yes, yeah, like, I'll you have, have the say, cheeseburger. You, you can win with them. No, no, you. You, you can win with them. That's the way you got to say it right there. Um, this last tier, uh, next tier, I should say, future potential can win with them guys. And they have Mac Jones, Kenny Pickett, Brock Purdy. Um, I'm on the Kenny Pickett uh, bandwagon on this one. You're trying,
1: right? You're trying to be on the Kenny Pickett
0: bandwagon. I am I think I'm on it firmly. I kind of wanted the Panthers to, to take them a couple years ago in the draft. Okay. Well, they they were picking, what, number nine or number eight or something that year? I thought it was a good spot for him, especially for a team at the time that needed a quarterback of the future. Now, I'm glad that things turned out the way they did with Bryce Young. I'd much rather have Bryce Young. Mike
1: Tomlin will figure him
0: out. But, you know. Uh, And then, uh, of course, uh, no clue. This is Tier 6, Kyler Murray, Sam Howell, Jordan Love, Baker Mayfield, Desmond Ritter.
1: Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. It's like, what can happen? Murray, obviously, who's been hurt constantly. I would would put Murray up higher, though. Well, he just lost DeAndre Hopkins.
0: He did, but I would say I would put him with the future potential can win with them guys because he hasn't looked bad. I think he's just been – it was like the Matt Rule thing. Like, he he was with a head coach that didn't really know the NFL, didn't really adjust, didn't know how to win with what he had. Right. And so, like, sometimes it's not on the players. Sometimes it's on the head coach.
1: I'll buy it. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. That's fine. You don't have to you don't have to swing too hard on that one. I'll buy it.
0: In tier seven, the rookies, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson, which out of that, uh, Bryce Young is considered to be uh, the best out of that. okay. those are the quarterback tiers, according to uh, CBS Sports. I think that's mostly. I think we agree it's mostly accurate.
1: Yeah, there's a few uh ripples in that in that pond, but yeah, they're 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 close.